0: guys and girls and welcome back to another episode of Seb Talk Sports. Sponsored by Memsham UK. The place to go to for brand new, authentic signed NFL memorabilia. That intro music and podcast theme was created by All Pro New York Giants running back, now music creator and friend of the show, David Wilson. Go and check him out on all of his social media platforms at 4 Running on Twitter and Instagram and his music under David E. Wilson across all good music streaming services. He's free for business so drop him a message if you want some beats for your podcast, adverts, commercial absolutely anything you need. Before I get into this episode, I just want to say that if you're not already following Seb Talk Sports across all platforms, then please do. You can find me on Facebook, Seb Talk Sports, YouTube, Seb Talk Sports, Twitter, at Seb Talk Sports, and Instagram, where I'm primarily active. Again, it's at Seb Talk Sports. Today is an incredibly special episode because I've got one of my personal heroes joining me on Seb Talk Sports. I graduated from university earlier this year and received a signed jersey of this man as a congratulations present. Got it, friend? And put on my wall. And now, just a few months later, I had the absolute honour of interviewing him. The wide receiver, currently 23rd in all time receiving yards, ahead of talents such as Julio Jones, Heinz Ward, Michael Irvin, and Calvin Johnson. It's hopefully future Hall of Famer, the one and only Jimmy Smith. Enjoy. My guest today is one of the greatest wide receivers in NFL history, a two-time Super Bowl champion, two-time All-Pro, five-time Pro Pro Bowler, a player who accumulated nearly 13,000 career receiving yards and had nine 1,000-yard receiving seasons, and the man I have a signed jersey of on my wall. It's an absolute honor and a privilege to welcome one of my favorite players of all time and Jacksonville Jaguars legend, Jimmy Smith to Seb Talk Sports. Jimmy, how are you?
1: I'm good. Thanks for having me on this morning.
0: You got it, man. Thanks so much for coming on. So to achieve the bounce accomplishments you did throughout your career, as I mentioned at the top, it must take an incredible amount of both hard work and dedication to your craft. So who was it that installed that mentality in you? And who would you say was your inspiration growing up, both football and non-football related?
1: Well, I I would have to say uh, both my parents, my mom and dad. Uh, My dad played football in the NFL also. He played with the Cincinnati Bengals for a couple of years uh, back in the... uh, late 60s early 70s and uh, I always wanted to be a football player just like uh, I'm sure a lot of kids uh, have wishes of uh, obtaining that goal also and and then my mom was was inspiration was an inspiration also you know uh, giving me the love that the motherly love that a mom should give her her son and and the support and uh, all the athletic ability and uh, the mentality Uh, came from my father
0: Mm, very nice okay so I want to start talking about your NFL career now of course from April 1992 so the NFL draft after your record-breaking college career at Jackson State you were sat there at number 36 overall in the second round when Jerry Jones picks up the phone and gives you a call asking you to be the latest addition to a Dallas Cowboys team coming off the back of an incredibly impressive 11 and 5 season and of course a playoff berth so can you describe that feeling you had when you received that call and what did it mean to you and your family
1: uh, it was the best feeling in the world and uh, you know for those guys who have gotten drafted they they can understand how that feeling you know what that feeling is all about you know you work so hard uh you know starting off in pop warner in middle school and high school and you have aspirations of of hopefully playing yeah you know, on, on the highest level which is the NFL one day and when you get that phone call you know you, you think about all the days of uh working working hard all the training camps that you 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 had to uh survive and uh all the meeting times uh it 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 was a it was a big payoff and and very uh rewarding i should say
0: Mm. And, of course, very rewarding on the field as well because in your rookie season that followed that draft in 1992, of course, the Cowboys went 13-3 and in the regular season, securing a first-round playoff fight, beat the Eagles in a 34-10 to blowout in the divisional <laughs> round, beat the 49ers by two scores in the NFC Championship game, and then hammered the Bills 52-17 to in Super Bowl 27. And while I know you only played nine games in that 1992 season, two of those were in the playoffs, and, of course, you received your first-ever Super Bowl ring as a rookie. So how did it feel to lift that Lombardi trophy in your very first season as a pro... And share that experience with your teammates.
1: No good because you know most players in the NFL play 10, 12 years in the NFL and never get close to, to winning a Super Bowl, never even uh, get a chance to play in the playoffs. So I was very fortunate to be drafted by the Dallas Cowboys and very fortunate to to uh, to win a Super Bowl. And, uh, and, and earn a Super Bowl ring in my rookie year. So, you know, once you, you, uh, you enter the NFL, there are three, three things that you, you you want. You want to play in a great location. Uh, you want to play with a winning team. And obviously, you want to make a lot of money. So uh, my rookie year, uh, I checked one of those boxes, and that's when not get that Super Bowl ring. And, uh, you know, fortunately, uh, I was able to go back the second year and get another Super Bowl ring. Mm-hmm. So I checked, checked that that one box of uh, uh, of getting two Super Bowl rings my first two years in the NFL. And uh, after that, it was just a matter of uh, stacking the money and, and, and playing in a place uh, like Jacksonville where, where I'm, I'm truly beloved.
0: Of course, as a big Jags fan myself, we have to start talking about Jacksonville, of course, because after your time in Dallas and a brief stint during training camp with the Eagles in 94, early 95, you were given a tryout from none other than Jacksonville. And of course, Tom Coughlin very clearly saw the talent you possess as a receiver and was quick to sign you to the expansion team to start their very first season as an NFL franchise. So how excited were you to head to Jacksonville as one of the members of the inaugural roster and prove what you could do as a wideout since you didn't necessarily have the opportunity to do that in Dallas when you were more reserved special teams?
1: And, and you're right, I, I really didn't have an opportunity in Dallas because I played behind Michael Irvin. And once you're playing behind a, a great receiver like that, a Hall of Fame receiver, yeah. you're not going to see the field. You may see the field on special teams or something to that effect, but it wasn't actually being on the field playing receiver. So, uh, and, and you know, with, with Jacksonville, uh, I had the same situation. I knew it would be the same situation, uh, having to earn my spots. Uh, at at the wide receiver spot, but I, I also had to start off with special teams uh, in Jacksonville and work my way up the ladder, which I did in that in that first year.
0: Mm-hmm. of course and I want to start talking about some of the success you had in Jacksonville because of course you had a lot of successes individually but also as part of the team so while well, I know you made all the way as a member of the Cowboys and got those two rings you also had an incredibly successful time in Jacksonville especially as a brand new team because on the 12th of January 97 and then three years later on the 23rd of January 2000 you started in two AFC championship games in the space of just four years facing off against the Patriots and the Titans respectively and while both games were unfortunately losses and our Jags are still yet to make it to the Super Bowl how was it to take to the field on those two and battle out with your teammates for a chance to compete on the biggest stage of them all with your beloved Jaguars.
1: Well, it was good by us being an expansion team and being a fairly young team, and accomplishing such great feats as far as making it all the way to the AFC Championship game in our second year of existence. And uh, we put together—you know—every team has a good has, has a window of about four, three to four years, where you have an opportunity to. Get to the playoffs and hopefully win a Super Bowl. And from '96 to '99 or 2000, that that was our window uh, with those players that we have accumulated back then. And uh, we got to the playoffs all four years, uh, two AFC championships, like you like you stated. And uh, we just ran up against some really tough opponents. The New England Patriots, all obviously, were tough. Uh, it was tough to get by them. And then the Tennessee Titans, which uh, in 99 had a, had an outstanding ball club. And uh, we actually played them. They were in our division. So we, we lost to them twice in our division. Mm. And then we faced them in the AFC Championship, which unfortunately we we didn't come away with the win. So uh, uh, I'm still hurting over that game today. Mm. We are, uh, uh, you know, Many years later, I still feel the effects of, of losing that AFC Championship game to Tennessee Titans.
0: Of course, it wasn't all doom and gloom because you talk about some of the great players you played with, and I want to hone in on one specifically, which was, of course, Keenan McCardell because you were part of an incredible duo, Thunder and Lightning, and one half of one of the greatest receiving duos of all time. Alongside Keenan, during your six years together on the Jags, you compiled no fewer than 15,454 yards and 106 touchdowns receiving collectively, which is just unbelievable for a duo in six years. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us about your relationship with Keenan during that time and now? What was he like behind the scenes and how crucial was to keeping you focused and to improving your game?
1: Well, me and Kenan had a had a unique friendship. Uh, you know, I, I can say off the field, uh, you know, we were best of friends and we were even better friends on the field. Um, we worked good together. You know, I was mainly the perimeter guy. I stayed on the outside and I always stretched the defense vertically. I made them get out of there. They had to put two safeties back there because if they put one, they were going to get burnt. <laughs> <laughs> uh so so we, we forced the defensive the defenses to, to have to play uh, a cover two which it was two man or two zone but they had to have two safeties back there and with two safeties back there and keenan lining up in the slot and going in motion in the middle uh it, it made it uh he had the opportunity to make a make make a lot of plays and that he did he was you know his play with the Jacksonville Jaguars in that slot and working the working the middle middle of the field was he was masterful. As, he was the best in the business at, at doing that, and uh, we complemented each other very well. Along with you know having a solid running game, a great quarterback in Mark Brunell, uh, running backs in, in Fred Taylor and James Stewart, uh, you know all those things worked together, and we complemented e- each other very well, and and then when you got a a Hall of Famer like Tony Buscelli blocking, Mm -hmm. uh, it makes it that much more perfect.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so, of course, it goes without saying, like I said at the top, that you're a Jacksonville Jaguars franchise legend. 11 years, two All-Pros, five consecutive Pro Bowls. Five consecutive is very impressive. Prior to the Jags inductee, led the franchise in yards, targets, receptions, and touchdowns by considerable margin, and ranked third on last year's Jags All-25 list, which was, of course, very well deserved. So, all of the Jags fans across the world, and, of course, myself, would love to know what the Jacksonville Jaguars mean to you.
1: It means a lot. It means a lot. Uh, I still, even though I I live in... uh, Dallas, Texas, I still consider Jacksonville my home. Uh, I was there from the beginning of the franchise. And, uh, you know, it it was just uh, amazing to to be there in that small city and for it to become what it's become today. They're still uh, very prideful of what we did back in 96 to to 2000. And uh, until that next group of guys get to the Super Bowl and and, – win it. Mm. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very, very grateful for uh, the fans that we, that we have the fans, the love that they share. And uh, I've always been a player that has always acknowledged our fans. Mm. Uh, they spend the money to come to the games. They spend the money to wear our jerseys and, and, and wherever, you know, buy all of our memorabilia, whether it's pictures or helmets or, or or what have you. And uh, I, I've always thought the least I could do is acknowledge them and give them a monograph or shake their hands or, or what have you.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that means a lot to all of us. I can say on behalf of all of us fans. Okay, so as we're recording this, the Jags are all over the news right now in the NFL because of the last week. So, star defensive end, and Gokwe traded to the Vikings for a second and a fifth. Fournette, of course, released and then subsequently picked up by the Bucks. And I know you've been very vocal about this across your social media, which is great yeah. to see. So, for my viewers and listeners, what do you make of the current situation we're seeing in Jacksonville and how different does the franchise seem to be now compared to when you were playing?
1: Well, it goes back, you know, to what I was saying earlier in this show that, you know, you have that window of three to four years. And I think that's what management is is, is planning on doing. Uh, you talk about a rebuild, but you look at when we did draft Fournette and M. Dockway and, uh, and all those guys, you know, they played within that four, four, four year period, that window which, you know, they had one winning season, which was in 2017, and they was unable to go back the following year. So uh, the the management sees that, and they're they're doing it again. They're getting rid of uh, that last group of great players that we had that only went to the championship. Well, yeah, they went to the AFC championship against New England in 2017 and didn't get back there. So now they're just rebooting getting rid of all the guys and I know a lot of people are upset. Uh I, I was a little shocked to see uh, Leonard Fournette uh released. Uh but but they they see something that, that a lot of fans don't and I think the fans will be appreciative once we uh, start winning mm-hmm. with this new group that we have. And uh, you know we're we're beginning another three to four year window. And, you know, it doesn't look like it now, but hopefully, and we'll keep our fingers crossed that, that this will be another good group like we had the last time. And hopefully we'll get more than one playoff uh, opportunity with these
0: guys. And while we're collecting all of these picks, do you believe that the current front office are the guys to take us back to that sort of promised land of three to four-year window?
1: Yeah, I think so. And they, they, they've already proven that they can do it with – uh, with what we did with the last group in 2017. Now they're gutting the whole team and a lot of fans are upset and I can understand that because, uh, you know, Leonard Fournette was one of my favorite players also. But we'll get another Leonard Fournette. We'll get another Ndakwe. We'll, we'll get some more of those guys. Uh, right now, it doesn't seem like it, but we're going to have some guys to, to develop and be just as good or better as those guys that we just lost.
0: Yeah, just got to be patient. Okay, yes. Jimmy, I want to end with some quick fire questions. You ready? Yes. Let's do it. Okay, favorite takeout food?
1: Fried rice.
0: Nice, okay. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Favorite music artist?
1: Little Wayne. Ooh, I know nice. Old artist, But still, he's my favorite.
0: Favorite sports movie?
1: Remember the Titans with Denzel Washington.
0: Funniest teammate you've ever had?
1: Uh, ooh, that's that's tough. Probably would be someone that you guys wouldn't remember. Uh, he he was he, he didn't get much media, didn't get much attention. Imalus. Leroy was his name.
0: Best locker room prank you ever saw?
1: Best locker room prank turned into be a disaster. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chris Hansen, who's our punter, mm. uh, during the Jack Del Rio days, Jack Del Rio decided to bring a, a, a big piece of wood or a tree trunk into our locker room and an axe. Uh, he had this slogan talking about chopping, always chopping wood, chopping away at <laughs> <or> something. <laughs> A kicker, he decided he wanted to take a take a swing with the axe and he ended up uh, cutting his uh, heel, his uh, release. And uh, that cost him some time. But as you can tell, I'm, I'm sure that they, they removed the axe and the, the <laughs> truck immediately. turned into a disaster.
0: Yep. Okay, given that Mark Brunel was your quarterback for the majority of the time on the Jags, did you find any difference receiving catches from a left-handed quarterback? Because, of course, the ball and the laces spin in the opposite direction. Or did it not affect your game at all?
1: No, it didn't. I just, it was just something that you, you've gotten used to over the years. Uh, Mark Brunell was my was my first left-handed quarterback, so I had to get used to the left-handed rotation on the ball. Sometimes, you know, if you're on the left side of the field and he's and he's and Mark Brunel is throwing the ball, sometimes the ball was was would would uh, would would spin more out of bounds than than it would than a, a right quarterback. Or if he's throwing a bomb, I knew that I had to make an adjustment because the ball was going to spin more out of bounds on the left side than it did on the right side of the field. So that was the adjustment. wasn't a big adjustment. You just had to know who was throwing you the football.
0: Okay, which wide receiver duo in the NFL right now is most like Thunder and Lightning?
1: You know, it's hard because all these wide receivers move around so much. I don't know about right now. Uh, I, I don't really have a have a duo right now. Uh I got some favorite receivers, mm-hmm. but not necessarily a duo.
0: Who would you say receivers individually stick out to you most?
1: I like Keenan Allen mm-hmm. from San Diego. Uh he, he's a he's a real good route runner. I like uh Devontae Adams from Green Bay. Mm. Uh he, he's really good off the line of scrimmage. He has some really good releases. Um uh, obviously, Julio Jones. Uh, I would say those are my top three receivers.
0: Mm. Of course, it's going to be probably a little while before we see a duo that have the success you and Keenan did. And speaking of Keenan, he's now obviously the wide receivers coach in yeah. Jacksonville. Will we ever see you and Keenan reunited on the Jags together? Do you have any interest in going into coaching?
1: I don't have any interest, but you know who knows? Never know what'll happen.
0: We'll see. Fingers crossed. Okay, who's your favorite NFL player of all time?
1: My favorite NFL player would have to be Walter Payton.
0: And finally, as a Jags legend and I'm a Jags fan, can you give me your best Duval?
1: Duval. I have the best one. <laughs> I was at the stadium last year, and uh, you know, I got I mean, a lot of fans were saying that was the best Duval chant ever.
0: Brilliant, love it. That is the perfect way to end this interview, Jimmy. Thank you so much. This means a lot to me. You're one of my personal heroes. Where can people find you across social media and yes. check out anything you're up to?
1: at jimmy smith jags that's jimmy smith jags j-a-g-s jags all platforms fantastic
0: i'll make sure to leave all the links down below so people can find you and check you out if they're not already of course
1: yeah and i can't wait till everything opens back up because i can't wait to get to the uk and and see some of the fans that are over there i hear that we have a tremendous following in the uk and i can't wait to get over
0: there certainly do and i'll definitely be i'll be there if anything's involved jimmy once again thank you so much and have a fantastic day thank you my friend thanks for having me been a pleasure and there he goes the legend that is jimmy Smith, one of my favourite players of all time and an absolute hero of my favourite NFL team. A man who had an incredibly successful career and always has time to give back to the fans. That Thunder and Lightning duo was no joke and easily one of, if not the best, in NFL history. Fingers crossed we see Jimmy and Keenan reunited at some stage on the Jags coaching staff. Our current receiving call would get to learn from the best. Make sure to go and follow Jimmy across his social media accounts. All the links you need are in the description of this episode. I've got many more great guests coming very soon so stay tuned right here on seb talk sports and to take us out as usual here's another brilliant track by all pro new york giants running back turned music creator and friend of the show david wilson catch you soon guys